2: Welcome to Good Morning Football. Hey, everybody. Our show brought to you by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. It is Friday. It is New Year's Eve. My name is Kay Adams. Thank you guys for waking up and choosing our show to hang out with on the final day of 2021. Kyle Brandt is here, Super Bowl champion Michael Robinson. And Peter, you're back. I'm so glad. How are you?
3: Welcome back. I'm back. It is New Year's Eve and we have an amazing week 17 ahead of us, Kay. I'm fired up. Let's go.
2: Let's do it. Playoff pictures. Let's dig right into it. Schrags is fired up, so let's talk about it. One with lots of implications. Time for the lead block. Lead block. Yeah, Miami. So the Dolphins are the seven seed. They won seven straight. They lost. They were one and seven to start the season. What a turnaround. They have to go to Nashville to try to get past the two seed, the Tennessee Titans. Cameron Wolf, love having him as part of our show to shut down 2021. What's the deal with this low-key revenge game in Week 17, Cam?
4: Hey, we love reunion games. We have one this weekend in Nashville, Ryan Tannehill versus his old ball club, the Miami Dolphins. And look, Tannehill wasn't into the nostalgia talk this week. He said, I am focused on beating this team. I have no ill feelings about the Dolphins. My seven years there, I grew as a player. I grew as a man He took the classy direction. Now the Dolphins defense, their eyes are pierced on making their old teammate uncomfortable. Linebacker Jerome Baker said, I've rooted for Tannehill since he's left. He's a good guy is a good teammate, but business is business with a smirk. And they wanna make Tannehill uncomfortable inside the pocket with pressure. They lead the NFL in sacks, 45. It's a blitz-happy group. And the Titans have really struggled to protect Ryan Tannehill this year, one of the most sacked quarterbacks. So that's the matchup I'm watching. We all saw the Titans at their best with A.J. Brown, Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball to him downfield. The Dolphins' defense will try to stop that with a lot of pressure, okay?
2: Pressure's on. Thanks so much, Wolf. Uh, It's the two seed versus the seven. Dolphins, they need a win to keep a wild card spot. But if you flip over and look at the Titans, they've got a lot to play for, too, in Week 17. They can walk away with the AFC South crown if they win or if the Colts lose. And they can still come out of the weekend clinching a playoff berth. They do need to scoreboard watch a little bit, though. The Chargers, Ravens, and the Patriots are the teams they're keeping their eyes on. Now, the Dolphins and Titans... Really different stages to this point. Miami, of course, coming off a a hot streak after a cold streak to start the season. They've won seven straight after seven straight losses. And the Titans sort of just kept winning without Derrick Henry, which is really impressive Mm. and has Vrabel in the Coach of the Year conversation. I want to ask you, Kyle, which team has the most impressive 2020 season to you so far? One that started not so hot and got hot or the Titans? And who might come out on top on Sunday?
5: And We've all been there before. Somebody says to you, dude, you got to watch this show. you got to check out this show. And you're like, okay, what's the name of the show? It's called The 2021 Dolphins. You're going to love it. You're like, all right, right, I'll check it out. Great pilot episode. You're interested. And then it just is so slow and so boring and the characters are miserable and you're just slogging through it. And you text your friend, you're like, this show sucks. What what are you talking about? Dude, you got to stay with it. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you got to stay with it. You're like, all right, I guess. And I'm wasting my time with this thing. And then the show hits the low point. The low point of that show, The 2021 Dolphins, is after losses to the Falcons and Jaguars the lead character is straight up just asked like dude do you even want to be here do you feel wanted here do you feel
3: wanted in this
6: organization i don't not feel wanted <laughs> that's what i could say
5: <laughs> i don't really get into rumors i don't really pay attention to rumors and hypotheticals and this and that two is our quarterback i've said that you know multiple times so that's the turning point right they t- nope then right after that they get absolutely housed in front of their fans by the buffalo bills A Mm. terrible, terrible show that you you can't watch. And yet, you know what this team we're watching here, guys? They're in the playoffs right now. You want to have an incredible season? They're in the playoffs. And how are they in the playoffs? By throwing it every single down to a five foot nothing rookie wide receiver. They don't run the ball. This team has one pro bowler. They got a couple of guys who aren't celebrated as pass rushers. They got a, a quarterback who was cast out of town and looked at other people. It's an incredible story. The show is riveting. There's weddings and double crosses and sword fights and betrayals. It is so good. And all they hear about is, yeah, but there's no one else in your time slot you're competing against. The competition isn't that good. There is this weekend. And you know what? I believe in the show. I think they're gonna win this weekend. I think they're gonna win their time slot, they might even win an Emmy. This show's awesome. You guys gotta watch it.
6: <laughs> you think they're gonna win an Emmy, Kyle? I like that. I like that. Yes, man. I do. And the Dolphins, they have been entertaining, very entertaining uh, this year, especially that defense, man. You know, all out blitzing. I thought I think they put the blueprint out there on how to defend Lamar Jackson. But for me, it's gotta be the Titans, man. I love Love what I've seen out of the Tennessee Titans. K did a great job of introducing uh, this segment and talking about how Mike Vrabel is possibly, you know, in that Coach of the Year category. You cannot lose somebody like King Henry and your team still be, you know, the, the top in the division, one of the tops in the AFC, and still be in the playoff running. He's the best back in the National Football League. You can't lose that guy and still be a model of consistency and winning. And that's what Mike Vrabel has done, right? But they have two explosive players on this team: one offensively and defensively. Last yesterday you guys heard me break down AJ Brown and this dude is explosive. It does not matter the blitz packages that Miami has. It does not matter Xavier Howard who is one of the premier cornerbacks in the National Football League. If you blitz Ryan Tannehill zero blitz all out every single day, Ryan Tannehill has trusted AJ Brown enough that he will continue to throw it up and I feel like AJ Brown will win more of those matchups than not. Last week 16 targets, 11 catches, 145 yards and a touchdown. And it seemed like every single time Ryan Tannehill got in trouble, he looked for A.J. Brown. So you have to find A.J. Brown offensively and defensively. Everything starts with Jeffrey Simmons up front, the middle of that defense, seven and a half sacks, where he has something like uh, uh, 14 quarterback hits and 11 tackles for a loss. That's the explosive threat in the middle of that defense. That's the guy that that has to have double teams. You have to double team him in the run game. You have to slide the center and the offensive line to him and pass protection. He's the guy you have to get down with. So you look at that, just the best players on the Tennessee Titans team, they have some explosive guys that I just I'm not so sure that the Miami Dolphins are going to be able to handle if they're playing at the top of their game. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, no. Jeffrey Simmons didn't make the Pro Bowl, and people are outraged because he's been absolutely dominant from that position for Tennessee, but that's kind of Tennessee's story. Two Saturday nights in a row, we as a nation have sat on our couch and watched the Colts come up with monstrous wins. Wins over the Patriots, and then a win over the Cardinals on the road without four offensive linemen, without Jack Doyle, and with injuries, but they figured a way to win without Darius Leonard and Quentin Nelson. And everyone says the Colts, the Colts, the Colts. You wake up Monday morning. Wait a second. Who's in? For, the Titans are still in first place in the AFC South. Like, look at what the Titans have done this season. It's not just hey, well, we beat who we've had to play. And the Titans this year are just beating. They, they've swept the Colts. Titans have beaten wow. the Colts twice. They beat them in Week Three and Week Eight. They beat the Rams in LA. Beat the Saints, we know about that game. The Chiefs, they beat up on the Chiefs on, on a game where everyone was watching in primetime. This is a team that is 10 and 10-5 right now, and they're 10-5 and five by beating really, really good teams. And then we talk about Coach of the Year because I think we throw it around week to week, and it's like, all right, well, Harbaugh's got a lot of injuries. He's the Coach of the Year. All right, well, Belichick, look what he's done with Mac Jones. He's the Coach of the Year. As we enter Week 17... Let me indulge in my own ballot. Now, I don't have a vote for the AP Awards. Here's my top five. And tell me if you guys think this is crazy, but I've got Vrabel one, Reich right there at two, LaFleur who came mentioned on Tuesday as three, Brian Flores as Ford. I don't Woo! care who they've played. You go one and seven to what they are now. Kyle, you're right, it's unbelievable. And then I got Andy as five, because they were three and four and being written off. But I think Vrabel versus Flores is such a good coaching matchup this weekend. I actually think Vrabel's got the edge just on what this team has to overcome. 88 different players have dressed for the Titans. No Derrick Henry, he's coming back. No A.J. Brown, he's back. No Lawan, no Saffold. You go down the list, the defensive backfield's been decimated. I think Vrabel has been pushing all the right buttons and I don't think it stops this weekend. I've got the Titans beating the Dolphins in a really good matchup. And I don't think I would have said this in August. I am so excited for Titans Dolphins. We're starting our New Year's Eve show off with Titans Dolphins. (laughs) Deservedly so. That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty
6: cool. I love
2: it. I love that you answered the question. I want to get the guys' takes on this. I'm with you. I believe the Dolphins had the most impressive season. I mean, if they make it into the playoffs, that's about as remarkable of a midseason turnaround you can ask for. And to your point, Kyle, of watching shows, I started watching Breaking Bad. I thought it was boring. Ozark, Uh boring to start. And you lost me. So if you're losing me as a viewer, imagine being one of the actors on the set. Like, this is boring. I don't like the fact that they did not pack it in, which I have to believe has to be so easy and you've lost seven games for them to come back, for them to have the fortitude to turn it around. So impressive. But the way A.J. Brown looks, M. Rob, the way that defense is playing, I think the Titans come out on top. What do you think, and then what does Kyle think as far as who wins the game?
6: Yeah, I think the Titans come out on top, too. Too much A.J. Brown, too much um, Jeffrey Simmons in that defense. I mean, this Titans team, they're they're gritty, and I'm not talking about the dance and all that. They, they are gritty. They, they win tough games, man, and they're a physical bunch and they beat you up in the process. So, yeah, I got the
5: Titans winning this one. I'll say it again. I think the Dolphins are going to win. I think they're going to win an Emmy, and I think nice. the Dolphins. Titans, as much as we're hyping them, they've lost three of their last five games. Cool. Yeah, did the coach? Does the coach of the year lose at home to Houston? I, I, I don't know. The Titans are not necessarily playing their best football the last six weeks, and the Dolphins are over the last two months. I still think Miami wins.
2: Three for the Titans, one for the Dolphins. What say you? Hit us up at GM we are going to go through all the games, of course. Uh, we've got Madden to talk about. We've got Uh, We've got lots of mad minutes to get to, but let's bring in Ian Rappaport now as we uh, ask him a couple questions about what's going on with some quarterbacks in the thick of the playoff race. Ian, will the Ravens have Lamar Jackson? That's my first question. Do you have an update on Jimmy Garoppolo as well? Because I kind of want to squeeze Trey Lance into my fantasy lineups.
7: Well, you might have that chance, but let's start with the Baltimore Ravens first. Lamar Jackson was at practice Wednesday but if you watch closely he was limping dramatically it was not the lamar jackson we're used to seeing he's been out the last couple weeks with an ankle injury not a small ankle injury a fairly serious ankle injury so he was limping badly on wednesday and you're like what does this actually mean and then yesterday afternoon no practice for lamar jackson a step back you when you go from limited to dnp on the practice report that is a bad side no firm word on his status. Perhaps the Baltimore Ravens are going to take it up to game time. But it was not a good sign at all that he didn't practice, which means it is a real possibility that Tyler Huntley, coming off the COVID list, who played so, so well against the Green Bay Packers a couple of weeks ago, he could end up being the starter this weekend for the Baltimore Ravens in a big game. Meanwhile, for the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo has been on a similar program uh, as Lamar Jackson had. Not a lot of practice at all. Garoppolo did not practice Wednesday and did not practice Thursday either. And the 49ers held out some hope earlier in the week that despite the fact that he has a torn ligament and a chipped bone in his thumb, he'd be able to get out there and at least make some throws in practice and see if he'd be able to go. However, it has not happened. Again, nothing firm, but this is a bad sign for Jimmy Garoppolo to be able to play on Sunday. All signs at this point are pointing to Trey Lance, uh, the rookie who they traded up for, to great fan for who we've seen so, so little this season. He may end up starting this week in a huge game for the 49ers, and then after that, we will see which way they go.
2: We appreciate you, and We'll talk to you today. We'll talk to you throughout the weekend on game day morning leading up to week 17. That's the latest from the NFC West. After the break, we're going to talk about A couple quarterbacks there, Jalen Hurts, those Eagles. They want to hold on to their playoff chances. They got Washington to get through.
0: Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall.
8: And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all?
6: I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all.
0: I said, I said OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college don't need it. Ain't it?
8: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
9: Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like... <sighs>
2: Last. Day of the Year, December 31st, 2021. We're going to take it down in style. Countdown to 2022, to Week 17 and 18. And then the playoffs, our show brought to you by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. My name is Kay Adams. We've got Michael Robinson, Kyle Brandt. Peter Schrager is back. All smiles on this New Year's Eve. And let's get right into it, guys. We also got a Hall of Fame caliber announcement yesterday. The 15 modern era player finalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame's Class of 22 were revealed last night. We're going to be digging into that, breaking it down. This morning on Good Morning Football. But without further ado, my favorite matchup of the week: the lead block. The lead block. Let's dig into it. It's a goodie. Number one seed, Chiefs riding a hot streak. They're going to Cincinnati to take on the three-seed Bengals who just put an end, sweeping the Ravens in the regular season. What a game, what an effort by Joe Burrow and company. Jimmy Palmtrees is here with the latest on the homes versus Burrow, their mutual respect, the stakes. It's all going down week 17.
1: Well, thanks, Kay. Chiefs defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo turned a lot of heads yesterday when he compared Joe Burrow to a young Tom Brady. Obviously, that is very, very high praise. But if you talk to people that are around Joe Burrow day in and day out, it's not his physical attributes and how accurate he is with the football that they bring up to you. They bring up how smart he is. Tight end CJ Uzama said he is a freaking animal out there. And when I mean that, I say he just dissects everything about a defense. He is so, so smart. You wanna do this, he knows, and he'll go and do that. You wanna double here, okay, I'll go and have an answer over here. When I talked to wide receiver Tyler Boyd, he said when we're in man-to-man coverage, he feels like he can go anywhere with the football. What really jumps out at me, is when he uses that intelligence, when he can dissect so quickly where the double team is coming, where his options is if somebody's a robber where he can go over here dissecting blitzes the intelligence of Joe Burrow has made the passing game very effective with the Cincinnati Bengals and there's obviously a lot of talent around him but it's his mind that jumps out to all of his teammates so maybe Spags isn't speaking entirely out of turn.
2: Well, thanks, James Palmer. I mean, if this game wasn't big enough, we got a Burrow-Brady comparison. Wow, one seed Chiefs, they've clinched. They're the only team in the AFC that has punched their ticket into the playoffs. This 3 seed Bengals squad, they want to clinch not just a ticket, but they want the North. And they can have it for the first time since 2015 if they win on Sunday. And then they, of course, will be right there in the postseason mix. Rob. How do Joe Burrow and these Bengals snap an eight game win streak by a dominant, well balanced, well led, experienced Chief Squad?
6: Yeah, K, it's going to be tough, and I know we all want to talk about the offense and Joe Burrow and that high-flying, those high-flying wide receivers on the outside, but Joe Burrow's not going to actually be going out there defending Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be this Cincinnati Bengals defense, and I think it starts with their pass rushers, right? Uh, Trey Henderson and Sam Hubbard. These guys know how to get after the passer. Trey Hendrickson was one of their big-time free agents um, pickups of for this from this offseason, right? Last year in 2020, I mean, this Cincinnati Bengals team only has 17 sacks the entire season. Trey Hendrickson already has 14 alone, so a big jump up um, in production just by having this kid, Trey Hendrickson, on your team. He led the Saints last year at getting after the quarterback with, you know, 15 and a half sacks, something like that. And then Sam Hubbard, right? Seven and a half sacks this year, plays outside linebacker, plays the run really, really well. But both of these guys have a motor. They get 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 after the quarterback. And if this Cincinnati defense can do kind of what other teams did to Kansas City early on in the season where they play back, they don't blitz. They allow those four pass rushers to get after Patrick Mahomes and not get off the explosive play. To me, that's what gives this Cincinnati Bengals team their biggest chance to stop this (laughs) this Patrick Mahomes led offense that's been on fire the last eight weeks, guys.
3: I can't wait for this game. Okay, you said it was the game of the week. I I, I am, like, jumping out of my chair for this one because it's this ascending superstar in Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes, which you could say is the kingmaker. He's number one in the NFL's top 100. He's the Madden cover guy, the whole thing. And both teams are playing great. So how's this going to go? Is it going to be a chess match? Is it going to be one of these strategic games between Andy Reid versus, versus Zach I think it's just gonna be a beautiful shootout. Like this is gonna be a throwback to when offense was offense. I think both offenses explode in this game and I cannot wait for it. I believe this is gonna be one of those games where Burrow's gonna come out just gunning. He's gonna be throwing just like he did last week when they were 525 yards and four touchdowns. And I think Mahomes with Tyree Kill now a week removed from the COVID where he said last week he was just feeling exhausted out there. And with Travis Kelsey now back in the lineup and with all their weapons good to go. This is an old school shootout and I can't wait for it. Like last night I was watching in the college football ranks, a really fun Purdue versus Tennessee game where it was just points, 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 points. It was- we haven't had that game in the NFL yet. We haven't. I, I think this one's like 45, 42. It might be uh 48, 40, and that's something against the defenses. I just think this is how this game is going to go in Cincinnati, everyone watching New Year's weekend and week 17. I think the Bengals have to outthrow and outscore the Chiefs, and I think they're one of the few offenses in the league that actually can do it.
2: I'll say, I did not hear that Spaggs likened or even compared. or used you know the name Joe Burrow in the same sentence as Tom Brady. I find it so interesting that he as a defensive coordinator is doing that after Rink Martindale said hold on, let's not give him the gold jacket a week before and got smoked to the tune of 500 yards in all of those touchdowns. So it's as if Spags went a different way. Asymmetrical direction with this young quarterback who's on fire. And the truth of Joe Burrow is he's incredible. He's ascending as Peter is saying, but he's also, he can get loose with the ball. We've seen it right earlier in the season. Lots of Interceptions. He hasn't gone back-to-back games without an interception through the first 13 weeks of the season, and now he's done that. He's sort of—I don't know if it's raining himself in or getting comfortable or whatever it is—but uh, you know, he's he had 14 interceptions through 12 games. But we've now seen him turn a corner. He has gone three straight without interceptions. You can't cough the ball up against Kansas City and expect to win. So if he doesn't do that, they've got a shot in this one. And you're mentioning those big plays. I got to hang out with Jamar Chase yesterday. The full interview and the The full little chat will be on game day morning on Sunday with Rich Eisen and the guys. We were talking about that speed, of course, some of those big plays. We talked about how last week against the Ravens, he got a lot of yak yards. He was able to show how fast he can be, what he can do if he gets the balls in his hands right away and can make plays. And I asked him, is there something we haven't seen? Because you, you were really excited to talk about your yak ability and how you were able to put that on display. And he said, and he told me, I don't think you've seen a spectacular catch from me yet. And the record kind of scratched and I stopped and I said, yeah, I have. What are you talking about? he goes, no, I really don't think y'all have seen what I can do. He knows how big this game is. He's played in big games. If I were to ask you in August, who would be the first duo to have 1,000 yards each? on the team. Would you say D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett? Would you say A.J. Green and DeAndre Hopkins? Probably. Lo and behold, it's T. Higgins who he has a lot of respect for, and it's the rookie, Jamar Chase. So hopefully those targets are up and he makes those big quest- those big catches. He's 238 yards, guys, short of that Justin Jefferson, his best friend, Justin Jefferson's record that he set last year. He's got two games to do it. We'll see, and that's what I'm looking for in this game. I think they're going to air it out, as Peter is saying. Let's welcome in Ian Rappaport now. We'll get some Updates across the week here. A couple of veteran quarterbacks uh, had a lot to say. Big Ben, Russell Wilson, heading into week 17. Where do we stand?
7: Well, we'll start with Big Ben. I think everybody came into the season Kay, knowing that this was going to be Big Ben's last season. That's what happened during the contract negotiations with the Steelers and Ben. He accepted a pay cut, and they all were on the same page here that this was going to be it. He just hasn't really said it. So yesterday, talking to reporters, he admitted all signs are pointing to the fact that this could be it the regular season yeah they have a chance at the playoffs he did not want to lose sight of that but for the regular season this could in fact be big ben's last game at home which is why you're gonna see friends you're gonna see family you're gonna see likely some sort of tribute to one of the best quarterbacks in steelers history as we should about time that he finally acknowledged this so that was the Ben part the other part is maybe a little more interesting russell wilson Unprompted, not asked, was mentioning the fact that this could also potentially be his final home game for Seattle. And the reporters had just asked his teammate Bobby Wagner about that. He brought it up and said, I know you asked Bobby. Well, uh, I know for me personally, I hope this is not my last game in Seattle, dot, dot, dot. At the same time, it won't be my last game in the NFL. I'm focused on today. I love this city. I love this moment. For so much of the intrigue surrounding Russell Wilson and his future, is he going to be in Seattle? Is he not going to be in Seattle? Is he going to ask for a trade? Are they going to trade him? All of that. He added more fuel to the fire and, let's say, a little more interest in his maybe final home game in Seattle this weekend.
2: And it's important to note that, yeah, he did answer that unprompted. He brought it up himself. So it looks like we're headed to another offseason of Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson. Where are they going? Okay, Philly, you're holding on to the final playoff spot in the NFC. Plenty of teams nipping at your heels, though. Can the Eagles keep their three-game win streak alive into Week 17? Here's what head coach Nick Sirianni had to say about constantly trying to improve.
7: I
1: hope the last game we play is our best game. That's what, that's what I that's what I always hope that we're continuing on that upward trend. And I think our guys, you know, I know our guys believe that, our coaches believe that, our players believe that. And like I said, we're just trying to get better every day. And and, there, and you're never going to play a flawless game. There's always going to be things that you need to correct um, and get better from.
2: All right, big matchup for Sirianni goes up against Ron Rivera, that Washington football team, little NFC East matchup. So let's break it down here, starting with that showdown. Shrag, 60 seconds on the clock, kick it off.
3: I I think Philly is rolling right now, and it's because of their run game, and it's because of the the men and women in that organization that have rallied around each other. This team, we wrote off a couple weeks ago, and then here we are, two months later, and they're right in the thick of the playoff hunt. Washington, I think Dallas' loss showed us a lot about what they've got left in the tank. I, I think Philly's rolling, and I expect them to go for 200 yards on the ground again like they did last time they played them.
6: I do think Philly is rolling. That run game is balling, right? And they have probably the best offensive line in the National Football League when you talk about in terms of run blocking. But I'm interested in that Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, that fight that happened last week. They're great run stoppers. I'm I'm interested to see if they can come together and stop this Philly run game this week.
5: You know, it's I feel like Philadelphia is the NFC Dolphins in a way. They were two and five. Miserable season. Coach is getting memed out of his mind. And as much as they run the ball, and they do run the ball. How about Devontae Smith? He's going to have 100 catches this weekend. He's going to hit 100. We love Waddle and we love Mm. Chase. Devontae Smith is having an excellent rookie season, and he makes plays for them every week. I like Philly in this game.
2: All right, I'm going to choose to give you guys the playoff pictures. Those of you who are watching, if you're Eagles fans, you clinch a berth if you win. Plus, the 49ers have to beat the Texans and the Vikings lose to the Packers. That on Sunday Night Football. There's another way to win. The Saints lose to the Panthers and the Vikings lose to those Packers on Sunday Night Football. That is what you are rooting for in your interests in Week 17. Tina, right, the Atlanta Falcons, they're going up to Buffalo, guys. To take on the Bills. Mike Rob, what are you looking for here?
6: Oh, yeah, Josh Allen, man. Just continue to do your thing. I mean, last week you, you were the best player in the National Football League when you stepped on the field. You need to continue to play like it. This team is going to go as you go, make safe throws, run the football when you need to run it, protect yourself. But again, man, you need to be the best player on the field.
5: Atlanta cannot hold your strap, man, and you need to make them feel it today. <laughs> oh, Sunday, sorry. I'm with you, Mike. I also think since halftime of the Buccaneers game, I think the Bills have been the best team in football. I mean in all thirty two teams since halftime of that mm-hmm. game. I also think it's a fascinating little side note that we'll talk about in the off season. Atlanta, are you showing up for this game? Are you car shipping as our friend Burleson used to say? Can you imagine late season at Buffalo <laughs> in a tough year? I'd like to watch mm-hmm. them too.
3: Yeah, Atlanta's interesting. Seven and eight. They've only won one game at home this year. Uh, their out, football outsiders DVOA is 32nd out of 32 teams. So on paper, they don't they just find a way to win games, but they don't beat the good teams. I haven't seen them win against a really good team. The Bills are mm-hmm. a really good team. I think this one could get ugly and could get ugly early.
2: And they want to clinch that playoff berth quickly and they want to do it, they do it if they win and the Ravens lose, or if they win and they get losses from both the Chargers and the Raiders in their AFC matchups. All right, the Cardinals truck out to the Lone Star State. This is a huge game. It's Kyler Murray up against Dak Prescott. Lots to go over here. KB, what are you most excited about?
5: Enough about the floundering, losing Cardinals. Let's talk about the surging Dallas Cowboys winning four in a row. We've asked the question all year. We've asked it for 25 years. Is this Cowboys team different this might be the last time we see Dak for a couple of weeks if they don't have a lot to play for in week 18. If you are different, this team is suffering, you're surging, put down this Cardinals team and show us how good you are.
3: I was on the sideline Saturday night as the Cardinals were melting down and losing to a, a, a depleted Colts team, and the pulse was just as it always is. Mm-hmm. They, they, there is no pep talk. There is no Kyler, let's go. There is no Cliff Kingsbury fight. Mm. Can they get up for this one? Because the body language and the element on the sideline just was very, mm, I feel like they're in the playoffs, but mm-hmm. that's not enough. They've got to show some energy and some emotion here.
6: Man, and, and to me, that seems like they have an issue with leadership in Arizona, but that's uh, something that remains to be seen. I think Dallas gets their run game right this week.
2: Now, both teams, of course, have clinched playoff spots in the NFC playoff picture. The Cowboys, they have the East. They've won it completely. They do move into the one seed in the NFC if they do win and beat the Cardinals and if the Packers fall to the Vikings on SNF. Okay, the Rams, they're going to take on the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens, they're traveling all the way to the East Coast. Schrager, what has you excited in this one?
3: Matthew Stafford has not played well the last two weeks, and yet the Rams have found ways to win. I, I, and they're relying not on just Cooper Cup, but Sonny Michel as well. Sonny Michel right now is the NFL's leading go. rusher in the month of December, more than Jonathan Taylor, more than Rashad Penny. Nice. And I think they're going to continue to pound the rock. The Rams, to me, this is all about getting right with a bunch of different facets of the game, and then in January being ready to surge. But I don't see them losing to the Ravens.
6: Yeah, Sean McVay has realized that Matthew Stafford needs a physical element uh, to help him out in this offense. He cannot just straight drop back every single pass play and try to manipulate the defense that way. And I also think with the Baltimore Ravens, I think Huntley, I want to see this kid get a chance. Man, I know uh, Lamar Jackson's been a little bit banged up. I think he throws the ball a little bit easier than Lamar
5: Jackson. Hey, listen, Mike, I'm listening to the Jimmy Traina podcast, and someone on the show right now is on there just posing the question Would you want Lamar Jackson at thirty-five million a year or Snoop Huntley at two million a year? And Peter said Peter didn't uh-huh. say I'm saying Peter people, say, people are asking that question at a nice people are asking. I heard people it. are asking. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you could argue. Some people are saying, some might say. You could. Uh, the Rams some can coach the that NFC that West guys. If they win. If the Cardinals lose to the Cowboys, yep. then the Rams clinch the NFC West. All right, finally, big AFC West wow. showdown between the Broncos and the Chargers. This one in LA. M. Rob, what do you got your eyes on?
6: uh drew lock come on man this is your opportunity i think he's gonna get the start this week um you know he hadn't won a game since week 14 in 2020 go out there do the things you need to do don't take too many chances run the football when you need to and take the check down lean on your defense it's okay to punt drew lock come on man two and one as a starter gotta be better Loser leaves town.
5: Get out of here. We're getting rid of the dead wood these days. Denver <laughs> might already be out. L.A., come on, man. If, if you lose this game, it's over. You have the Denver Broncos in front of you and the Raiders. Those are your rivals. Those are your division. Come on, just win and get in. It'd be fun if you were in. Can you win? Can you win? If not, get out of here.
3: It's right. I mean, Denver, I can't imagine either Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater being their number one quarterback entering next season. I feel like they're going to be very active. So I'm almost looking at next year. Chargers, I still think they're alive for this year. Two terribly tough losses. Yeah. The Chiefs one where they went blow for blow. And then that head-scratching, confounding <clears throat> Texans loss last week. Like, Chargers. <laughs> Terrible. Come on, man. Like, Terrible. come on. Like,
2: come on. Terrible. Can we fix the Cardinals? Can they be fixed? Juice, can you fix no Uh, juice? What's going on? We're going to talk about that game up against the Cowboys. Up next, right through Jumping.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower...
8: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
9: Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox. But a feeling like... (sighs)
2: Welcome back to Good Morning Football. It's New Year's Eve. We're looking ahead to 2021. Week 17 is upon us. My name's Kay Adams. Our show brought to you by Old Trapper Beef Jerky, Kyle Brant, Michael Robinson, Peter Schrager. We are all here. Happy New Year's, guys. It's a kind of an emotional week. Is this the last home games for Russell Wilson, potentially? He brought it up. We've got Ben Roethlisberger. Talk about him with the Steelers. Lots to get into. We're going to break all of that down right now with packed matchups and a lead block.
5: Good luck. Good luck.
2: All right, here we as a family, we talked at 5:30 in the morning and we decided this is where we gotta go. This hour, big one in Jerry World. Five seed cards, two seed cowboys. The cards have lost three straight. This week, Kyler, uh, I gotta say, he didn't seem too worried with just two games left in the regular season, and that frankly worries me. Take a look.
8: Nah, I don't uh I don't I don't buy into the whole cloud over us, you know, we're trying to get into the playoffs I you know, people are making dramatic you know, statements and all this stuff about the team. I mean, it's not. Uh, there's nothing, nothing crazy that needs to be done. It's just everybody's got to do their job. Everybody's got to be a little bit better.
2: Uh, yeah, I'd say so. I want you going in the postseason looking strong. They're both teams. Yes, they have clinched playoff berths already. Arizona, they want to win the West, though. It should mean something to that squad. They want to improve their seating in the NFC. A win would help a ton. Dallas heating up, though. They've won four straight. M. Rob. How do I fix my Cardinals? And I'm calling them my Cardinals because I want them to win. I want them to look good. They've got so much talent. It would be very exciting. How can they take down this En Fuego Cowboy squad?
6: I want the Arizona Cardinals to look good as well. I love Kyler Murray. I like his skill set and everything. But Kyler Murray, you need to have some urgency about you, brother. You guys have lost the last three. You're limping into the playoffs. And there's this thing called momentum. And momentum, you need momentum, positive momentum going into the playoffs. Right now, you have bad momentum. So get your game together, and I think that he has to get his connection with A.J. Green correct, right? The minute Kyler Murray starts to drop back, you have to see how they're defending A.J. Green, and that takes your eyes to where the ball should go. They have been off. They threw an interception at the end of the Green Bay Packers game. There was another interception when he was throwing to A.J. Green against Detroit, a bad interception. And A.J. Green didn't give much effort to try to tackle the guy. I think it's something there. I think it's also something with Kyler Murray's leadership that is now starting to show up every single year at the end of seasons. They were too good early on in the season to be looking like this now. They were too good early on in the season to be limping into the playoffs.
5: They really are. And I'll start first here with the practical on how do they beat the Cowboys. I'd like to see Kyler run more. It's way down last year, 819 yards. This year, only 344. They gotta get something out of Rondale Moore. He's been a little bit banged up, I know, but he seems to have just disappeared. And they're getting James Conner back, it looks like he means a lot for them. And he really is a lift for them psychologically and physically. But Cliff... Cliff, Cliff, um, we gotta have Cliff do some sort of psychological control alt delete. He's gotta go to his happy place. Hmm. I gotta think whether it's, it's offense or whether it's your history or it's the coaches you've worked with, or I, I don't think I'm going out on a limb to, to say you probably have many, many outlets for uh, stress relief in your personal life. Maybe you'd tap into that, so to speak. But Cliff, get right, man. Like the, the team is flat, the team is tight. I think back to that Lions loss. For the cardinals and it was like the second they got down it was over and they just seemed tight where is that week one team that blew all of us away and destroyed the titans with the swagger and the partying and the laughing and the celib that team is gone and that's on the coach that's on the management like guys the team psychologically is tight as hell their body language is terrible. I feel like Kyler's always shaking his head. It doesn't look like he's having any fun at all. And I think that starts with the guy in the Oakleys, Cliff. The team looks completely broken, and Peter, I know you witnessed it.
3: Yeah, and it's all fair criticism. And then you wake up on Monday morning, and they're in the playoffs, and it's like, are we? Is this all much ado yeah. about nothing? Like they're in the playoffs; they're a playoff team. They they have won ten games. You can't take that away from them. And they were scoring thirty points every game, and then it just went whoop. And there is a distinct line of when that happened, and it was when DeAndre Hopkins left the lineup. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of us, including the biggest D Hop supporters, realize just how important he was to that offense. He's not the fastest player in the league. He might not be the most crispest with his routes. He doesn't have the best footwork in the league, but he was Kyler's security blanket and he always caught the ball. I was on those sidelines on Sunday, on Saturday night. They're throwing at guys that you weren't expecting to have to make big plays. Rondell wasn't out there. Hopkins wasn't out there. Ertz is carrying the offense and you're like, you're not gonna win in this high powered offensive sport in 2021 with Zach Ertz being your number one option anymore. Truth of the matter is they miss Hopkins. You know who else they missed? They miss Rodney Hudson. I don't think we talk offensive line and that's fine. Rodney Hudson might be the best center in the NFL. He's been out all these weeks also. So when you take your best wide receiver and you take your best offensive lineman, the captain of that offensive line, the best acquisition they had this off season, and you have them out of the lineup, yeah, there's things that are gonna be out of sync. Here's the bright side. Hudson returns on on Sunday. Hudson's back. Look at this. I know there's no other show on the planet that's doing a Rodney Hudson conversation this morning. It's all about Kyler and it's all about Cliff. It matters. This is the voice of that offensive line. This is the reason that Kyler isn't having botched snaps that he's gotta throw the ball out of bounds and get intentional warning. This is an important piece. So they're not getting Hopkins back this weekend. They are gonna get back Hudson. You hope they're gonna get back Connor. And I hope to see that that fervor and that funk and that swag return. Because Kyle, you said it, I said it. Cliff isn't gonna be this, let's go! But nor is Kyler. That press conference quote that you just showed us to start the segment, Kay. Kyler doesn't care, Kyler's not worried, he's not concerned. Gosh, everyone else seems to be and you're not getting it from the coach or the quarterback. Maybe getting some players back, center, running back can help a bit because isn't going to do anything in the in the long run here.
2: I think what you're saying is really practical, but it's really disappointing. You're saying the wide receiver isn't there who's really good and makes plays so this team can't rally without him. This coaching staff can't get this team to rally without him or Hudson or even James Conner. I don't get that, Schrag. So when you're talking practicality and like plays out there, X's and O's not working, but if they go out there and they don't have this juice, I missed the show Monday. I didn't see what you said, but I didn't have to hear what you said. I saw it on on television. They can lose to the Cowboys, but it's in how they look and how they lose that I need to be convinced that they're not going to implode and get sent home on wildcard weekend, Shraig. So it's disappointing to hear that they don't have one of their stars. Like, it's the story of the 2021 season. It's really the story of any NFL team that's facing adversity. Where's the juice going to come from? Because you know, you mentioned DeAndre Hopkins. I don't, when I think of him, I don't think of rah-rah rally juice either.
3: Yeah, so Buda Baker's their leader on defense. He's a, he's a very vocal, very vibrant guy Chandler Jones as well I don't even know if it's tangible if it needs to but if Kyler's game is going and it starts working you don't need to have rah-rah I just when I see Kyler in that press conference or I see Kyler show up to the game in an Oakland Athletics jersey and just kind of be like all right like you almost want to see Kyler look desperate and Cliff look, look look upset but that's just not in their makeup and coach and quarterback who are both very even keeled maybe that's a good thing when you're winning but In this kind of situation, you just hope one of them can lift the other.
2: I'm just scared you get into the playoffs, you get punched in the face, bullets start flying, and they just looked shell-shocked for the past two weeks. I'm totally with Kyle on this one. With body language, with when things aren't going your way, are we in panic mode or are we going to get it going? And they'll be in that, of course, against those Cowboys. What a game this weekend. Happy
5: New Year to everybody from all of us and all of your families and all the people who work on the show. We have two minutes left. We will give you the gift of football. You know what it is. The grass-fed, top show picks and picks of the week. Peter, what's one game you think is definitely going to be a win for this team this weekend? Who do you got?
3: Nine-point underdogs, and I'm going to a game tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, the Michigan Wolverines are going to upset oh! the Georgia Bulldogs. The Michigan Wolverines will beat the Georgia Bulldogs. I've got Michigan upsetting everyone on this path. Michigan Wolverines, go blue.
6: Okay, I'm going to, you know, I like doing big games for this segment. I'm going to that uh, to that Arizona Cardinals-Dallas Cowboy game, and I'm going to pick the Cowboys in this matchup. I think Dak Prescott's playing great football, and I think they're going to be able to run the football and get their running game right in this game because the Arizona Cardinals, the middle of that defense, it gets a little easy to run the football later on in the game.
2: Mm, Broncos have won four of their last five against the Chargers. I think that changes. I hope they get it together. This Chargers side, Mike Williams, off COVID list, he'll be there. Chargers, win out, beat the Broncos, then beat the Raiders and get yourself into the AFC playoffs. Chargers over the Broncos. What do you got?
5: Just get in there, Chargers. Just do it. And I'm going to tell you the story about a three it. and six football team with a first year head coach and an unproven quarterback. A three and six football team that finishes 10 and seven. Are you kidding me? Philadelphia? Yeah, it keeps on going this week against Washington. Fly, Eagles, fly. On behalf of all four of us, those are
8: our...
7: our. Yeah!
5: B- Let's, go. Let's
4: go! Let's go! grass-fed, top-choice, pick picks of the week.
2: Happy New Year, guys. I'll see you Monday, hopefully in studio. We wish you guys healthy, safe, beautiful New Year celebrations. Please don't drink and drive. Make other arrangements. Happy New
0: Year. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring,